Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning. Steve Schramm here with Faithful Business. I'm so excited to talk to you this morning. And uh, I just, well, I don't know what it is. I, I uh, you know, some days it's it's hard to, to jump on here. Not going to lie. Some mornings it's just tough. It's like, ah, I'm good. You know, when it feels like an obligation that I've made to myself, it's tough. Other days I'm just like, I'm just pumped. I'm so excited uh, to talk to you. And that is definitely one of those days. Not even because of anything in particular. It's just, um... You know, and, and, and what I've been learning recently, what I've been experiencing recently, I've just got a lot of stuff that I want to share with you. I think I've got like uh, five or six draft episodes out here right now, uh, different things that I've come across uh, over the past few weeks that I've just been jotting them down and I'm like uh, making draft episodes here on my uh, on my podcasting app, just like ready to go. Uh to, to share them with you and uh, it's like sometimes I, I, I have a kind of an original thought usually that's how it happens I have like an original thought that morning and so I'm creating uh, uh, a new episode and so um, a totally original right off the top of my head and, and so I go back and I have drafts right that I need to do to record to actually um, to bring those to you and uh, and I just get so excited about returning to some of those topics because it's almost like a reminder like oh yeah like, I forgot I wanted to talk about this so um that is definitely the case this morning, okay? What we're going to talk about uh, this morning is don't ship junk, all right? Don't ship junk. Now, um, just to give you a little bit of a backstory here as to why I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this. So, I am self-admittedly, like, I can't even help it. I am an Apple fanboy. I'm not even going to try to uh, hide that. I love Apple products. I love the mission of Apple. I don't agree, okay, with with everything that Apple's leaders have to say. Okay, fine. Um, But, um, but I I just, I love Apple. I love their business philosophy. I love their marketing philosophy. Um, I, I, frankly, I just love their products. I love using their products. I love being one of the herd, right? I am a fanboy, okay? Uh, You know, can't help it. Love it, love it, love it. Okay. And so the other day I was watching an old Steve Jobs video. I love listening to Steve Jobs because I think more than anything, um, Steve was so in tune with um, with what his customers really wanted. Okay. Now that's in, that's like that is so important. Okay. Get this. There's a huge difference, oftentimes, between what your clients or your customers say that they want. And then what they really, really want. And just to give you an analogy to this, to, to drive the point home, this is true in so many areas of life. Um, uh, I'll, I'll give you two. Um, have you ever noticed that when you're trying to figure out what you want to eat, or like, like you and your spouse, right? Come on now. I know y'all have those conversations like me and Tiffany do, right? About, well, where are we going to go to eat today? You know one of the best pieces of advice that I ever heard about this? It's amazing. Um, we're asking the wrong question, okay? And this is a marketing guy who gave this advice. He was applying it to a different situation, but it works here as well, okay? He said, when you're trying to figure out what you want for dinner, it's interesting because a lot of times people don't know what they want. But... What they do know is what they don't want, okay? On the surface, it's really hard for somebody to say, oh, I want this. Now, not not all the time, right? Sometimes you have a hankering, right, or a craving for something. But a lot of times it's like, oh, I don't really know what I want. But 
you don't know what you don't want. Or, you, excuse me, you do know what you don't want. So, in other words, you could say, and I do this with Tiffany, I really do. I'm like, you know, when we're like, well, what are we going to do for dinner? I'm like, well, here, here's this. What don't you want? Tell me what you don't want. She's like, well, okay, I don't want Mexican. I don't want this. I don't want pizza, right? And so that immediately narrows down the options, right? Because I know what she's going to say no to now. So I don't have to list off every restaurant in Statesville where we live, right? All I have to do is name um, some that are consistent with somewhere that she would want to pick, okay? Um, And that means eliminating those options. So... What I'm getting at there is there's a layer beneath what she wants. She doesn't really know what she wants, but but in a sense, she does know what she really wants. But we first have to get through what she doesn't want. Okay, let me give you another analogy that might help. It's a little bit different angle, um, but again, still applies. Okay, I do IT work. In IT work, there is a kind of um, truism in that when you're dealing with with users of technology, people who use technology who are not trained in technology, and by the way, that's okay. I'm not looking down on anybody. I'm not trained in uh, the things that for the people who I support their technology, right, which is law. I'm not trained in the law. I'm trained in technology, okay? That's my job. So um, there's a, a kind of a truism that says... There's a difference between what people say, what people mean, and what the issue really is. Um, You know, what's really going on. Okay, there's a difference between what people say, what people mean, and then what's actually going on. Okay, so there's multiple layers there, right? In the same way, there is a difference between what people say they want and what people really mean that they want. And if you want a kind of a quote that um, you might have heard before that kind of gets into this thinking, it's that old Henry Ford quote. You know, basically, if I if I had asked people what they want, they would have said, give me a faster horse or give me more horses. And he created the car, okay? Um, so so is the same with Steve Jobs. Let's say the iPad or the, uh, excuse me, the iPod, the original iPod. You know, what people might have said they wanted is a uh, CD that could hold more storage. Okay? But what Steve knew that they really, really wanted is more music. More music with them all the time. So the question was not, okay, get this. Please get this. This is so important. The question was, um, the question was, was not, How do we build a CD that can hold more storage? Rather, the question was, how do we get more songs in their pocket? Okay, just so fascinating and and so important. And um, so Steve Jobs had this knack for getting down to what people really, really wanted. And so I was watching this video the other day, and um, the... The question that was uh, leveraged, or excuse me, leveled to him, and this was back, I believe, in uh, 2000 and, oh, it might have been 2011. It might have been before that, I'm not sure. Um, but it may have been 2011. And, and the question that was asked was um, essentially, well, what are you going to do about the market share problem? 
because, you know, it's obvious that you guys don't have near the market share that Microsoft does. And, you know, how are you going to get more of that, more of that market share? And, you know, especially with, with the products priced the, the way they are, etc. So basically what they were doing is they were saying, your stuff is so expensive, you're never going to get the market share. Um, that, that is what the reporter or the, the person asking the question was essentially getting at. And as usual, Steve, uh, he stayed silent for just a moment before answering, really thought about his answer. And he said, you know, here's, here's the issue. And again, I'm paraphrasing all of this, of course, but, but this, was the, this was the point. You know, here's the issue. Um, we are committed to a certain level of quality in our product. When people buy an Apple product, they have come to expect a certain level of, of quality. He said, and the bottom line is, we just don't ship junk. We just don't ship junk. And, and if, you're, um, if you're committed not to shipping junk, then you're, you're going to have to sell things at a price point that you can afford to, right? So that you can get higher quality equipment. And you can, you know, build with higher quality materials. I mean, we, we just, we're not going to ship junk. We have decided not to do that. And so we stay out of those lower price categories. And he made a point that was extremely valuable after that. He said, you know, actually, if you look at it, if you look at both, you know, from a longevity standpoint, how long the equipment lasts and the quality of the material, and also even some of those, you know, the actual features, the actual options and things that you can get. He said, I found a lot of times that to get a, a, a PC running Windows with uh, stacked up with the same benefits and such that you're going to get in one of these Macs, it's actually a more expensive product. And definitely in some cases, um, that is true. Okay, so the idea there is just don't ship junk, right? If you, uh, this ties into another thing on a book that I'm, I'm, I haven't read yet, but I'm getting ready to read. I'm very familiar with the concept because of how it's been taught uh, by other people, but this is kind of getting it from the source. Um, the idea of an irresistible offer. That is, um, if you have an offer in your business, if what you offer is so irresistible, that is that the amount of value that you're providing um, in exchange for the cost uh, of, of the value, of providing that value um, to the customer, um, is, so, is so high that, that like, it would be, your customer would have to be a fool, your potential customer would have to be a fool, basically, not, not to buy it, then that's an irresistible offer, right? You need an offer, you need a product, you need something that's so good that, like, it, it hardly even needs a sales letter. It hardly even needs, you know, uh, marketing behind it. It's just the offer itself is so good, it practically sells itself, right? So that's the idea, right? Create a product, create something that's just so good that, that the right customer has to have it. They just have to. And then you can help them, right? If you're, again, if you're in business right now, like, you know, it, it's your, you know, presumably you're doing that because you really believe that you have the best product, right? You, you have the thing, you have the product, you, you provide the service. You, uh, if you don't believe yours is the best, I think it's actually unethical for you to be selling. It. <laughs> you know, it may objectively, uh, not be the best, but in your mind, 
You need to be so sold on the value that you provide for the for the level that you're providing it that um, that you're like it's a no brainer. Like it's your it's your moral obligation to sell this. It's your moral duty to sell this to to ask for money in exchange for this thing so that people will commit to it and actually um, you know use it and enjoy the benefits of it. I mean that's especially as a faith uh, you know faithful business owner, somebody who's concerned with pleasing God. Um, in their business and doing what God wants them to do. Like, like it's hard, it's hard to treat anything, you know, your business is anything less than a calling. I mean, there's, you know, your business is, 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 you know, one of the primary ways that you are, that you're going to minister people in the name of Christ, you know, minister to people in the name of Christ on this earth. And so you have to be offering something good, right? There's the spiritual lesson. Like if you don't believe it's the best thing on the market for the people that you're offering it to at the price point you're offering at, then don't sell it. You know, don't sell it until you get to that point. So don't ship junk. That's the idea. Don't ship junk. Even if you have to charge a little bit more for it, whatever. Do what you have to do to make the best product you possibly can. Something so irresistible that your customers just have to buy it. Um, and and make sure it's legitimately the best thing that you can possibly offer. Do the best job both in honoring Christ and in honoring the time and, the uh, frankly, the pocketbook of the people who you're asking uh, to do business with you. Okay? So uh, that's all I have for you today. God bless you. Thank you so much for being a listener. If you find this information, this material, valuable, helpful, um, you like it, it excites you to, to, to have this podcast every day, then please share it with somebody. Tell somebody else about the podcast so that the podcast will grow. That's the idea. We want more people to find it. Uh, chances are they're not going to find it on a Google search. They're not going to find it on social media. I don't even share this podcast on social media. Uh, the only way that people find this podcast, frankly, is if you tell somebody about it. So go tell somebody about it. Say, hey, you should really listen to this. I think it would really, really help you in your business endeavors. And let's get more people listening. And um, yeah, so I, again, I just want to say thank you. God bless you. I'm excited to come back to you with another episode of Faithful Business tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.